So wait, are we co-hosts or hosts? We're both hosts. We're both hosts. I think we need to be. Did somebody tweet us? No, let me check. Let me see if anybody tweeted us. I'm sure that no one did because we have zero followers. Oh. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Bradcast. This is episode four. This is episode number four. And that voice you just heard was our host, Blaze. And that voice you just heard was our other host, Paj. Yeah. We've decided, uh, since no one is tweeting us, uh, that we will just go ahead and both be hosts. And speaking of Twitter, our Twitter handle is Bradcast. It is the Bradcast one. One. And I was a little frustrated that Twitter added the one without telling me about it. So it is the Bradcast one. And, uh, again, uh, this is a podcast dedicated to our friend Brad, and we would appreciate it if Brad didn't know about it for a while. So, if you follow us on Twitter... Don't tweet Brad. Yeah, make sure that you don't tag him. And I don't know if Brad's on Twitter all that much. I know he had one, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, just just be careful there. Also, one other note that I wanted to to make. If you're listening to us, obviously you found us. But if you are in the Apple Pod Center, which I don't know if that's what they call it. Me neither. Uh, but if you're there and you are searching for the Bradcast, you need to type in Brad's, with is it S? At the end of Brad. Cast, yes. B-A, no. B-R-A-D-S-C-A-S-T. Yeah. Because if you type in Bradcast, they think that you're typing in Broadcast. Yeah, it's weird. It doesn't take you where you want to go. There's a whole bunch of Focus on the Family podcasts that I'm sure are excellent, uh, but they're not our podcast. So if you type in Brad's with an S cast, then it will take you. We're currently number two on the Bradcast list. When we first started, there were like seven Bradcasts in front of us. And now there's only one, so we dwindled, we're, we dwindled them down. Yeah, they're all behind us now. Mm-hmm. We are coming at you, Brad Feinstein. I forget what the guy's name is. He is a pretty successful podcast. Check that one out too, but check us out too. More like check us out. So when you tell your friends to search the Bradcast, make sure they search the Brad's cast. I'm looking this up. Yeah. The Bradcast with Brad Friedman is a very successful Bradcast. Is he bald? Uh, he is not okay. bald. Oh, we're now number four. Oh. We've got to start ratcheting it up. Got to put these in mass production. Yeah. Speaking of that, we, and I don't think I told you about this, Blaze, we may have a special guest on episode five Ooh, of the Bradcast. You did not tell me this. It's a lifelong friend of the man, the myth, the legend, Brad Northern. But you'll just have to figure that one out next week on the broadcast. So, Blaze. Yes, Paj. What's our topic for today? Well, today we're going to talk about Brad again, uh, but we're going to talk about a different aspect of him. We're going to talk about his business, the business part of Brad. And we're going to do this by telling the story of the time he helped Paj buy a car. 
So, Paj, if you would take it from here. Yeah, you know, there's a little backstory that uh, that can go along with this. Uh, we talked in episode two about Brad, the business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to talk about his ability to wheel and deal. For you that don't know what that means, uh, that means buying and selling cars. Sure. He can negotiate so well that he doesn't even have to be present to do it. Now, he is a salesman. He started with uh, with his dad's company by learning the business and then jumping on the phones and kind of cold calling customers and just saying, hey, here's what we can do for you. And uh, he was very successful at it. But in this particular story, uh, I've spent some time in some various cars and uh, I'm Any some... notable ones? Yes. Yeah, I'm glad you asked, Blaze. My first car, other than my mom's minivan that I drove around for a while, was a 1998 Ford Taurus Ooh. ZX2. Ooh. It was a two-door. It weighed about 15 pounds <laughs> and had a four-cylinder engine in it, and it was pretty peppy. I drove it to college, and... Uh, what color was it? It was... The lightest blue you could imagine. Yeah. And I don't know that the original owner of it was a dude, but uh, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed my little Ford Escort CX-2. So it was, uh, it was a fun car to have. Uh, I've also had a couple of different Hyundais, and they're not always the best car to get if uh, you're talking about old Hyundais. So, uh, but just recently, my wife and I discovered that we were having another baby and we wanted get this a minivan dun 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 dramatic emphasis on the minivan we we enjoy our minivan uh we we currently have it and we went for the most middle of the road minivan that you could imagine it's a 2013 chrysler town and country oh boy yeah it's uh man when I drove it home, the longer I was in it, the more I fell in love with this vehicle. And I was just like, man, I'm, a, I'm old because this thing can't get off the line very fast, but I am super comfortable. I feel you in a different a. I can uh, relate to you, actually. I took my driver's test, like the get my, to get my license, yeah. in my mom's uh, Honda Odyssey. And I will not lie, I was kind of scared. The lines were about as big as the car. Itself. Yeah, yes. And I might have dinged a cone, but didn't knock it over, which also surprised me because of how big the car is. Right. If you hit a cone, normally it just goes. Yeah. I was very lucky that day. That's good. So you did your maneuverability yeah. in a minivan. In a minivan. Did you use the backup camera? I didn't know it was allowed to, oh. so I practiced without it, so mm-hmm. I can do it without it. Okay. Well, that's good. But, like, I definitely used it when I was told I was allowed to. I was that's, like, these lines are way too small. That's great. You know, I love while we're talking about Brad that we can get to know each other a little bit better mm-hmm. here, too. The more you know. So, I am always intimidated by used car salesmen. I've never had the experience one of them. I, I hope that you stay there. And, you know, people talk about used car salesmen and about how sneaky they are and things like that. That's not, that's not my thinking. 
That's not my thought process. I don't think there's any deviousness that goes on. I just think they sell cars for a living. And in my entire life, I've been involved in the purchasing of like three Mm -hmm. or four. Yeah, two Hyundais, a Ford Escort, and now the minivan. So that's four vehicles in 33 years that I've been a part of buying. I've been a part of one. Yeah, there you go. So somebody that does something every day, this is this is a motto I live by. You cannot, or it's very difficult, to defeat a person in an area where they make their living. Mm-hmm. That would be like me trying to be a better die launcher than you. Yeah, or me trying to be a better heart surgeon than a heart surgeon. Yes, and so this always... This always baffles my mind. I listen to a lot of sports radio, and a lot of times people call into the sports radio host and try to outduel them with words. I'm like, okay, this person has a national following, and they talk for a living. And you think that just because you're opinionated, you are going to be able to talk circles around them and defeat them and bring them over to your... It's not going to work. No. They talk for a living. You are entering their arena. You are going to lose, which is how I feel when I walk onto a used car lot. One day, will we be like that? About talking for yeah. a living? I think that there's a definite possibility. You know, Tweet us and let us know if you think that we could defeat your thought process because this is our fourth podcast mm-hmm. and you haven't done one exactly okay but if you have done more than four podcasts don't tweet us yes because that means you're better right you're better than us we're only as experienced as we have experience mm-hmm. i will tell you i'm more comfortable now than i was three weeks ago yeah so me too we're getting better uh i always assume when i enter a used car lot that they are just going to get thousands more from me than they than they should just because I don't know what I'm doing and they do. And it's their line of business and it's their goal to make as much money as they can. That's what they're supposed to do. It's my goal to not let them. So when I was getting ready to purchase my 2013 Chrysler Town & Country, I sent Brad a text. I said, hey, I found this vehicle. What do you think about it? Because Brad, I know, has bought and sold quite a few cars. He's even done this to his own father. Yeah. As a little aside, tell us this story, Blaze. So, from what Brad and uh, his father have told me, uh, Brad started out with a 2014, maybe, 2012 Ford Taurus uh, SE. And uh, he, Brad had bought it himself, and he loved the car. But he wanted better or something like that. So he ended up selling his car to his dad so he could buy a better 2017-18 Ford Taurus SEL. And that car is stacked, I will not lie. I recently drove in it with him. That's awesome. Yeah. Like the back LED lights, they change colors. Like he could change it. It was wild. I had never experienced anything like it before. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. And that just led me on another tangent about the neon lights that I had in that 2000, or no, that 1998 Ford Escort. Blue glow underneath the dashboard. It was awesome. Anyway, so Brad is enough of a car guy that he can get a great deal on a Ford Escort, no, Ford Taurus, 
mm-hmm. and then he can turn around and sell that car to his dad so that he can then go get another great deal on a mm-hmm. better Ford Taurus. Yeah, crazy. He also knows what kind of cars to get and what to stay away from. And then, so I text him and I was like, hey, Brad, what do you think of this? And he texted me back and he said, hey, here are a couple of things to know about this particular dealership and dealerships like it. I would recommend looking here and looking at this. And he sent me a couple other different vehicles and he explained to me his thought process in why he would shy away from the 2013 Chrysler Town and Country I was looking at and go towards this other 2013 Chrysler Town and Country that was at another dealership that had similar stats. Mm-hmm. I would not have known the difference between the two of them, and yet he was able to educate me in the matter of three or four texts so that I knew exactly what to go for and what to stay away from. That led me to a small car dealership near Dulles Airport uh, in a town called Sterling, Virginia, where I started wheeling and dealing with a particular car salesman about his 2013 Chrysler Town & Country. And I got a better deal on that van than I ever could have imagined getting. And it was through the help of like six text messages from the Brad Northern. That's pretty impressive. How it much is. did you save? Oh, man. <sighs> Over cars similar to it, it was at least 30 bucks. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it was at least 1500 Yeah, that's not bad at all. Not bad. No. It was worth the five and a half hours each direction yeah. to go pick it up. That's more than gas money. Yes, right absolutely. Yeah. I got a great deal on it. It was the exact car I was looking for after all my research. And Brad was able to arm me with the tools that got me to the point where I could buy with confidence. And for getting a, a terrified car buyer mm-hmm. to buy with confidence and to feel like he's not getting ripped off, It was a beautiful thing. So I got to tell you, if you are in the market for a used vehicle or even a new vehicle, there is one person that you should recommend that we, yeah, that we can recommend. Yeah. You know, Blaze was also telling me this story and I think you should tell it now of how Brad helped one of your coworkers avoid buying my car. So I own a 2003 Buick Century. It's white, uh, 120,000 miles, something like that. It's a great car. Runs perfectly fine. Uh, Put two new tires on the back. No, I'm definitely not trying to advertise my car to people to buy it. I was just thinking (laughs) this is a great platform because we have dozen of people who would hear this who might be interested in a pristine condition mm-hmm. Buick. It's beautiful. I drive it confidently to and fro work in school. Um, but back to the story. Uh, so I have a co- our one coworker who, if you remember in our die shop takeover, Tony, uh, if he you rode the lawnmower, yeah, he's the one who rode the lawnmower, but, uh, Tony, he also owns older cars um, he's owned a similar 2001 Buick Century and currently owns a 2001 Toyota Camry. So his Toyota Camry recently was in an accident. Mm. Sad. I was. I felt bad for him. But he's been looking. Ever since the day I got the car, he's mm. been interested in it. I don't know why. He's probably 
like I said, he used to own one, so he probably has a fondness towards them. Right. He even offered to buy it the first day I drove it in. He said he'll buy it and then do whatever with it. I said, no, this is my only mode of transportation to <laughs> work. <laughs> He's, he was understanding about that, at least. So right. He's a good guy. Yeah. But Brad had persuaded him not to buy my car for whatever reason, most likely because it's he wants Tony to stop buying old cars because they're starting to get unreliable. Right. This is about the time when uh, most cars are going becoming a bit problematic. Yeah, that's like, 15 years old. Yeah. yeah. It's almost as old as me. Right. So Tony came up to me the one day and said, Blaze, I'm, I'm sorry, but Brad told me no. Or else he's going to have to bring me into corporate, <laughs> <laughs> which would be himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's that's how that ended. I, I was sad, but Tony said he'd keep an eye out for me and uh, make see if anyone else needed a car, and then he'd help me. And I appreciated it, but still sad that I couldn't sell it to Tony because at right. least I'd still get to see the car. That's true. I feel like. That shows both sides of Brad. He was mm-hmm. looking out for me in, uh, you know, wanting me to get the best deal possible and explaining how I could do that. He was also looking out for Tony, making sure Tony gets something reliable that he can he can count on for a long time. And he was also looking out for you. Because one thing, it is, it is a scary thing to selling an old car to somebody you know. Because yeah. it could die the next day. And then you'd feel horrible. You'd My feel mom horrible. was actually telling me about that too. She was right. like, I don't want to sell it to anyone close to us. Yes. Because if it kicks the bucket, then you'll feel like a total, complete, total butt face. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually trying to sell it to someone that goes to school with me. That's a better plan. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like your best bro. No, but we do drive to school together. Oh, so, so you'd still get to ride in the thing. Yeah. That's even better. Can you uh, it actually save me gas money in the long run? There you go. So I'm getting paid to take it, so I have to spend less gas, basically. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's terrific. Yeah, you know, maybe you're learning a bit from Brad, mm-hmm. and there will be the Blaze Cast soon yeah. enough. Who knows? Don't go behind my back. Who knows if I already am? Have you searched the Blaze Cast yet? I have not. Oh boy. I'm going to have to get an iPhone now so I can do this. <laughs> That's true. Maybe we could... I don't know anything about other pod centers. We could try to get this podcast on other platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to do that. Tweet yeah. the show. Let us know how. If you're on an Android but have heard about it but have not been able to experience it but have a podcast station that you love, tweet us. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be terrific. Tell your friends who have Androids to tweet us. Yeah. And I was also thinking, if you have any ideas for the show, we've got one about... Um, so there's a movie that came out a while ago called Unbreakable. Ooh. It was about superheroes who just can never can never be broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that an M. Night Shyamalan movie? I, I don't know. It might be. I don't know. Bruce Willis is in it? Yeah. It's- but it could have been a Brad Northern biopic. Mm-hmm. So there's a little tease for an upcoming episode. We also have this special guest that will be hopefully appearing next week. We'll see how that goes. And But 
we're always looking for more stories. So if you mm-hmm. know Brad, share the story. Yeah, I mean, we know him rather well. Right, and we have some that we have planned out in the future. Yeah, but it's always nice to get a little bit more. That is true. You know, and I was thinking the the basic premise of this is we talk about Brad, we tell true stories of him that mm-hmm. we have embellished uh, to make the truth even more obvious the truth about how great he is even more obvious i don't know that we embellished anything on this one no we're slipping a little bit oh no maybe it's because brad is just truly an amazing guy maybe i i got my minivan for free because how brad told me how to wheel and deal uh no that's too much too much uh Anyway, so if you have any ideas, let us know. <laughs> Anything else today, Blaze? Um, no, that about wraps it up. Um, see you next week. Very good. I am Podge. And I am Blaze. And this is your Brad's cast. Follow us on Twitter. Give us a like rating. Uh, subscribe, unsubscribe, and resubscribe. That would be awesome. All right. Thanks, Blaze. Thank you, Podge.